This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to the Intentional Solopreneur Podcast, the show about how to launch and grow a successful service-based business. In each episode, I show you how to build a business on purpose, one that lights you up, keeps you inspired, and helps you make a bigger impact on the world. I share both marketing strategy and my best mindset tips to help you get the clarity and confidence you need to succeed as a new business owner. Hi everyone, this is Agatha Brewer and you're listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. Today I'm so excited to be joined by Courtney Hill. I'll start with a quick intro on Courtney and then we'll dive into today's topic. Courtney is a mindset and business coach and she's the host of She's Limitless podcast, helping online coaches show up and sell with confidence and ease. She began her coaching business in 2018 as an intuitive eating coach and in just 10 months, left her safe and secure nursing job to pursue entrepreneurship full-time. In 2020, she transitioned from intuitive eating coaching to mindset and business coaching and has never felt more in alignment, supporting hundreds of women to discover and live into their limitless potential through entrepreneurship. Welcome, Courtney. Hello, thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for the lovely introduction. I'm super excited to be here with you and, and chatting with your community. Thanks for being here. So in today's episode, we're going to cover the three essentials to business success that Courtney teaches her clients. We'll also touch on how getting the right money mindset in place is such an important part of growing your business and living up to your full potential as a business owner. So before we jump in, I'd love to hear more about your story and what brought you to business coaching in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. I always love starting out with a story so that you know, your listeners can understand a little bit more of the back end of things. So originally, before I even began on my business journey, I worked as a nurse. So I went to school for nursing. Entrepreneurship was never in the plans for me. And throughout my teenage years into early 20s, I struggled with disordered eating and had a very unhealthy relationship with food in my body. And as I healed throughout that journey, um, which I still to this day consider to be the toughest years of my life, definitely the rock bottom years of my life thus far, I grew this really strong desire to help other women do the same, to help them heal from disordered eating patterns and their relationship with food. And so I started a blog and started to share my story. And I was really taken back by how many other women out there had struggled with similar things to myself. And when you're in the journey to anyone who's ever been through that type of journey, um, you feel really alone. And so for me, I was so surprised that so many other women could relate to what I was sharing. And so I started to wonder how I could help them heal as well, because I knew how much of my life was taken away from my disordered eating behaviors. And I just wanted to help other women to do the same, to, to regain their life back essentially. And so intuitive eating was one of the things that played a major role in my own healing journey. And so as I started to think about how I could help other women, I took the next step to become a certified intuitive eating counselor and began to take on clients, people who were um, acquaintances that I knew in person, people from the gym, just to get me started in, in this business venture. I had no clue what I was doing. I was still working in nursing and I was just sort of doing this on the side after work and on weekends. I didn't know one thing about business, marketing, sales, none of that. Um, like I said, entrepreneurship was never in the plans. I just had this deep desire to help other women with that. And so 
from there, after taking on a couple of clients and helping them in their relationship with food, I invested in a business coaching program to learn the basics of really how to get things going online, right? I wanted to be able to make my business more of a worldwide thing to do it online. And so I joined a business coaching program to teach me sort of the basics and fast forward about three years. Um, I had helped women from all around the world heal their relationship with food. I scaled my business to six figures and in the beginning of 2020. So when the pandemic first began, um, I started to feel really out of alignment with the work that I was doing. And now looking back, I realized that it's because personally, I had evolved so much from being in that place with food and my relationship with my body and whatnot that I just started to sort of, I I didn't want to talk about those things all day, every day anymore. And I think my own evolution just brought me to this place of feeling out of alignment with the work that I was doing. It was very fulfilling to help women in that way, but I also knew that there was something out there that was, uh, it was ready for a shift, if you will. Um, And so that was really scary because I had built up that business to a place where I was able to leave my nursing job, like you shared earlier. And I had all these clients and I was known for this one thing online. And then to make a shift felt really, really scary, but I knew in my heart that I would not be the best type of support and coach that I could be in that space. If I continued down that road, because I just wasn't really in, in it, if you will, anymore. And so that was really scary, but I gave myself some space to really figure out my next steps. I always knew that I wanted to continue to do work online, help women in in some way, but I just wasn't sure how. And so at the same time, as I really gave myself space to figure out what I was going to do, I continued to serve my clients. I didn't take any new clients on at the time. And I also started to receive messages from women in my community about certain things that I had done in my business, how I did certain things in the online space, how I built up a community online and whatnot. And so that started to get me thinking about how I could help women in the same position I was in um, a few years prior when I was just starting out my business. And so from there, I slowly transitioned my messaging online, the marketing that I was using, and really just made an announcement that I was shifting industries. And Um, of course that took some time to really establish myself as an authority in the, the business coaching and mindset space. Um, but that's really the, the background of how I got into what I do now. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I I resonate with that because, uh, way back, I think in 2013, I got certified as a health coach through uh, Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I didn't think about it as a business venture at that point, but I mean, I kind of dabbled in it a little bit, but I've definitely like played around with my niche a lot. And yeah, you have to really resonate with what you're, um, who you're like want to work with. And I think that's really important. So it's interesting how your story kind of progresses and, you know, and you, Mm -hmm. you had that, your own transformation and you weren't really like aligning with it at that point anymore. And and you just took what you knew and you kept going with that and what you had success in. And obviously it sounds like you, you work with people now and have that background to help them uh, grow their business. So it's, that's interesting. So, um, you kind of jumped forward. I had another question I was going to ask around how you transitioned, but we've already talked about that. So let's just jump in, you know, let's get into the details. So I know you have this interesting philosophy around taking bold action and getting out of your own way. So can you tell the listeners a little bit more about this and what it means to you? 
Yeah. So that is definitely a core message in what I do share now in my business. And so one of the biggest contributors to my success as an online coach from the get-go when it came to my intuitive eating business and now as a business and mindset coach has always been the internal work. So doing the internal work to overcome the fear and the doubt and the uncomfortability that creeps in when you're working to build a business. And when I first got started... I learned, like I said, all of the basics of how to get the business off the ground. But what happened was in the very beginning stages of my journey, I started to implement those things. And it came to a place where I felt very defeated because I was doing all the things, but it wasn't necessarily resulting in clients and money and the things that I wanted to to do and creating the impact that I wanted to, to create. And so what I realized is that it was myself that I was holding myself back, right? I was, yes, I was you know, posting on social media and put a program together and I was selling it kind of, but I was showing up from a place of fear and doubt and all of these limiting stories around money and sales and myself that were really holding me back. Right. And so I always say you can have the best strategy or plan in the world for to grow your business. But if you're implementing that from a place of scarcity and lack and self-doubt, it's not going to be effective. And so from, a, from what I have heard so far in my own business journey and, and through my own experience, 99.999% of the times it's ourselves that we're holding ourselves back, right? When things are not going as planned, when things are not, we're not reaching our goals and, and the results that we desire, we're holding ourselves back. And so that's really where that comes from, that message around taking the action, getting out of your own way and really showing up despite the uncomfortability and the fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Like yeah. I have a marketing background. I have over 15 years of marketing experience in the corporate world. So I know strategy, but it's the mindset right. that really holds you back. Even as a coach, you know, I, I have my own struggles that I go through and I'm also working on those struggles for clients. So yeah, totally totally agree with that especially as like a new entrepreneur you know you're just gonna run into self-doubt or at least most people that I've worked with have you know absolutely uh, and when you get started well majority of people when you get started you don't I didn't anyways think of that as a component I remember starting and thinking okay just tell me what to do like I just need the steps I just need the plan like let me know what to do and I'll do it and I can get clients in the door and then you soon realize how much more internal work goes into it. Right. So I totally, totally agree. Yeah. I think we don't realize there's going to be a transformation when you become an entrepreneur because there's all that inner stuff that, oh, you think you're fine. You're just do the strategy and then everything will fall into place. No, (laughs) there's a lot more going on usually, you know, under the surface. So absolutely. So you have these three essentials to success that you told me about. So can you talk about that a little bit and, and where they, where you got this idea in the first place? Yes, I would love to share. So these three essentials are really, I took a look at what, like I said, the internal work has always been the biggest thing that's allowed for me to be successful in business, but I wanted to break it down into like, what type of internal work, like what are the things that I really shifted in my journey to help me get to the place where I am at now? And how can I go back and help other online entrepreneurs do the same? And so I came up with these three essential shifts that I'm going to share with you. And I'll explain a little bit about what they are, give you some examples, and then how to sort of start implementing each of them. So number one is really align with and take action from your higher self. And I will explain. (laughs) So 
a lot of the times what I've noticed is online entrepreneurs, when you get into business, you are operating from, well, people in general are operating from their past or current version of themselves. So the version of you that's been through all of the experiences in your past, the lessons that you've learned from your successes and failures in the past. um, And that's amazing. Of course, we should all be proud of where we're at today. But I believe that operating from that version of you that current or past self will not get you to that next level in your business and the place you want to go. Right. So I'm sure, well, you may have heard the the saying, what got you here won't get you there. And so I believe that in order to reach that next level, whatever that is for you, making more money, signing more clients, having more freedom, selling more products, whatever that looks like for you, you must operate from your future or higher self, the version of you who already has what you desire. And so what I have found is most people are in one of two positions or maybe both at sometimes um, operating from this place of like, okay, well, when I have, let's use the example of more clients, then I will do these things and then I'll be happy. Right. So waiting for these external circumstances to change before they take action or before they feel good enough or happy enough or abundant enough. Um, or the, another way that I see a lot of people operate is this place of the more that I do, if I just do more, then I'll have the happiness I desire. Then I'll have the the clients that I desire. Then I'll be successful if I just do more, right? So this place of do, then I'll have what I desire and then I will be happy, right? So do have be. And like I said, both of these are really operating from once I have these external things that I desire, then I can be happy. Then I can feel successful. Then I can be this person. But in reality, the most effective way is to operate from a place of be, do, have, which essentially means embodying that next level version of you that has what you desire already. If you visualize that version of you that has the clients, that has the money, how she shows up, embodying that version of you now before it's a reality. And from that place, once you start to make those shifts and and step into that version of you, you can then take aligned action from that place. And then you have the results that you desire. Right. And so that's a much more effective way to go about things. I think a lot of the times, like I said, we we've got it backwards. And so, um, being that version of you first before it's a reality is going to help you call in those things so much quicker and more efficiently. And so to get started with this, um, really getting clear first step is getting clear on what it is you desire. Right. So, like I said, if we use the example of clients, you want to have more clients. And so thinking about, okay, to have the amount of clients that I desire, let's say it's 10 new clients. Who do I need to be in order for that to happen? Who do I need to become in order for me to call in these 10 new clients? What are the actions? If you visualize that version of you that has those clients already, what are the actions that she takes every day when she shows up in her business? Right? How would, how do I need to show up in order to have that, have what I desire? What shifts do I need to make in my day-to-day life? And to give you some examples, maybe it's, you know, that version of you, she holds her work hours really sacred without allowing distractions, or maybe she manages her time really effectively. Maybe she invests in herself or is really um, fierce with her boundaries. Maybe she has difficult conversations, right? So really just imagining that version of you that has what you desire, how does she show up? And if you bring an image to your mind of that version of you, just thinking about what her day-to-day life really looks like. And it does take a little bit of visualization. Um, And then a second step that you can take with this is just 
a simple T-chart. You can ask yourself, how am I showing up now? What are the things that I'm doing on a daily basis now? And get really honest with yourself. And then that version of you, how does she show up? And then start to bridge that gap. And of course, this doesn't happen overnight, right? This isn't just like a shift you can make overnight. It's a daily practice of checking yourself on a regular basis and asking, am I showing up as this version of me who already has what I desire? That's powerful because I think if we're honest with ourselves, if we're in, you know, if we haven't had success yet, or even if we're, you know, striving for a higher level of success, then then there's, it's pretty obvious that we're probably like holding ourselves back in some way. You know, if I do that T chart, I'm like, do I like going to networking events? No. <laughs> do I think they would help grow my business? Yes. That's why I signed up for one, you know, coming up soon because right. I'm an introvert at heart. That's why I have a podcast, you know, but like to get to that next level, I need to push myself a little mm-hmm. bit and get a little bit out of my comfort zone. And, you know, who knows what will come of it, but, you know, knowing that the higher level version of me is is the one that goes and stretches myself a little bit, that, that's enough, you know? <laughs> so. I think it's definitely applicable to to a lot of people. So you said that there were two other uh, principles. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that you enjoyed that one. I'm glad you found that um, relatable. So number two is spending your time being productive instead of busy. And so a lot of us have been conditioned to believe that just throughout life, through jobs, hearing from our parents, upbringing, society as a whole, that um, the harder you work or the more hours you work, the more hours you put in, the more successful you'll be, right? I'm sure you've heard that before. Um, and so buying into this belief over time leads us to think, okay, if I spend more hours working on my business, that will make me more successful. And sometimes that's the case. Sometimes you need the time to be working, right? Of course. Um But a lot of the times what happens is you just focus on the number of hours you're working and you keep yourself busy versus actually doing the things that are going to move the needle forward and be most productive. And so the truth is busy doesn't equal productive, right? You can be sitting at your computer for eight hours straight, keeping yourself busy and giving yourself this false sense of productivity, but you could very well just spend your time with like little tasks that are not necessarily going to move the needle forward. And oppositely, you could work for that, you could work for three hours or two hours of that time and get a lot more accomplished because you're actually focusing on the things that move the needle forward. Right. And so our time as entrepreneurs, of course, is so incredibly valuable. And so we want to make sure that we are using our time and being productive within the hours of work that we are able to, to work, especially if you're still working at a nine to five job and, you know, your goal is to, to leave that job right now, you might have minimal time, or if you've got kids or other obligations to, to, um, attend to, you've got to be really intentional about that time that you have to spend on your business. Right. So, um, a lot of the times I see this happen where coaches or entrepreneurs spend time being more busy versus productive is for one of two reasons. One, maybe you're just not clear on exactly what is the most important thing to focus on. And you just don't have clarity around what that is. Cause it can be confusing. Cause there's a lot of things, of course you could be doing in your business or what I find haf- happens most often is the more direct revenue generating activities, if you will, the things that are the most important bring up some of that fear or doubt or resistance. So then you avoid them or you hesitate doing them and you just fill the space with busy work. Right. Cause it's a lot easier to, let's say, create a piece of content and write a blog post than it is to send a message or follow up with some leads that you have. Right. So, um, 
those are the two main reasons that I see this happen. And so I think it's just really, really important to get honest with yourself and maybe do a little audit of, okay, how have I been spending my time? Have I been more on the keeping myself busy side versus actually being productive and moving the needle forward? Um, and then also asking yourself as well, is it because if, if that is the case, is it because I'm not clear on what is most important to focus on each day? Or is it that there's some fear and resistance showing up that's causing me to sort of hold back? Yeah, totally resonate with that one as well. <laughs> I spent hours and hours creating content and it's like the the networking event or the, you know, public speaking that really probably would be better for me. But um, yeah, I, I know that there's definitely fear and that's, it's getting over that and just, you know, pushing yourself a little bit to, and once you realize that, oh yeah, I've spent way too much time doing something that's not really like bringing you any results, then when you look that in the face, then you, then you know, okay, I need to maybe shift what I'm working on and do something that will actually bring me results. So, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And I think it really does take getting super honest with yourself because it's comfortable. Like you said, it's comfortable to write content and to, you know, do those things that are sort of behind the scenes work. Right. But putting yourself out there sometimes is, is more of a challenge for, for some. Okay. So what's the last principle or what did you call essentials to success? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, the third one, and I might argue that this is the most important, but um, it sort of goes along with the, what I shared earlier around the getting out of your own way and doing the internal work in your business. It's rather than focusing on just what you're doing in your business. So the tasks you're doing, focus on how you're showing up to do it. And so I believe that what matters more than what you do in your business, so the strategy that you implement, the plan that you have, the schedule that you've put together for yourself is how you actually show up to do that, right? So most new entrepreneurs learn the basic strategy to implement, right? The marketing plan or the launching plan or how to put their program together, how to, what to post online um, in order to reach their goals. And then what happens is, they go to implement those things and they're faced with these internal blocks, the fear, the doubt, the uncertainty and all of that. Right. And so, yes, of course, the strategy is, is important. We wouldn't have a business, a business without a strategy. Right. Um, but I believe that what matters more is how you actually show up to do those things. You can implement the, the best business strategy out there that's worked for all these other entrepreneurs and businesses. But if you are implementing from a place of limiting beliefs about yourself and questioning, is this actually going to work? Is this person actually going to be able to afford it? Who's going to take me seriously? And all those stories, right? Um, it's not going to be as effective. And so an, a, an analogy that I love to use is if I work with a lot of online coaches. So if you were to imagine a bucket, like filling a bucket of water, and that bucket is your coaching program. <laughs> If you're not a coach, that could be your, the amount of products that you want to sell or the service, your, whatever your service is. And so you're working on a daily basis to fill that, right? You're doing all the strategy. You're, you've got your plans and your schedule and all the things in place, and you're trying to fill that bucket. But if that bucket's got some leaks in the bottom, some holes, right? Some questioning, some fear, some self-doubt, some limiting stories that you keep telling yourself that have you holding back that bucket's going to take a really long time to fill, right? The products are going to take a really long time to sell. The services are going to take a really long time to, to fill up and get clients in the door, right? So I love that visualization of a bucket, right? You're doing all the things, the strategy, 
but it's not as effective if you've got all of these internal blocks going on. Right. And so that's why I think it's so important to focus on how you're actually showing up to implement your strategy. And so I think a lot of the times too, what can happen is when there is resistance and blocks and internal things holding you back, you either keep yourself busy, like we talked about earlier with all those tasks that are easy, or you force yourself and push yourself to just do the things because you know, you it's going to help you get to your goal, but it's from a really low vibe place. Right. And you're questioning as you're sending the message, you're like questioning yourself and worrying and feeling sick about it. Right. Which will rub off on the other end to your community, to your consumers. And so I think it's just really important to do that internal work, to focus on how you're actually showing up and the energy you're bringing into everything, everything that you're doing. Yeah. And that's again, very true. (laughs) Like I've, Earlier today, I was on a coaching call and I, I, I work with, you know, my own coaches, you know, who coach me and, mm-hmm. and I was talking and I immediately stopped myself and I'm like, I haven't even launched this thing and I'm already doubting it. Like what's going right. on? Like, so I obviously I'm a coach myself so I can catch that, but it was interesting to me. I was like, wow, I'm like exactly like my clients. Like I also have my own doubt. And I mean, the good news is I can catch it and I'm working with somebody so I can, you know, move through it. But at the same time, if I didn't notice that, then I probably would have come from that place of, oh, this is not going to work. So why should I even try, you know, or just like that low vibe place that you're talking about. Right. I'm glad you brought that up because I think, I mean, we all have the doubt creep in, right? We all have those fears automatically creep in. And I think I, I, I totally agree with what you just said about how it's more, what you choose to do with it, right? How you choose to move through it, what you, when you can notice it coming up and say, wait a minute, that's not, that's not true. That's just a story. Right. Um, I heard a quote the other day that I think is really applicable to this. And it was something along the lines of like, you are not responsible for your first thought, but you are responsible for the thought that follows and the action that follows or something along those lines. But I thought that was so awesome because it's true, right? Those thoughts are going to come up. It's just what we choose to to do with them and how we choose to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also reminds me, I, I don't know the quote, but there's something like, you know, it's like how you react to a situation in your life, not really about like the situation. It's like, what's your response? So I totally butchered that. I yeah. have no idea what I was thinking of, but yeah, I'm thinking of quotes since, since you mentioned that. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to shift gears a little bit, kind of, I mean, because you talked about like these limiting beliefs. So I know a little bit about your, your story. Uh, and I know that you had some like money stories in the past Mm -hmm. because of the way that you grew up. So can you go into that a little bit and, and tell us a little bit about like the inner work you had to do in order to transform that? Yeah, absolutely. So my relationship with money was definitely a big one when it comes to the internal work in, in my business. Um, I mean, money is such a huge part of business without the exchange of money. There is no business of course. Right. So in, as business owners, we're asking people for money. We're charging a certain amount for our services. We're desiring more money. We are investing money. And so your relationship with money in your business is so, so important. I had no clue what that even was. I'm sure you didn't either before you started your business of what a money mindset was, but, um, there's been a lot that I've, I've worked through. I mean, I grew up in a household where money was very, very scarce. And a lot of the times it was the biggest stressor in our, in our house. And so I witnessed my parents in just agony over, over money and not being able, able to pay the bills and whatnot. And so for me, 
entering entrepreneurship and starting a business, I was then all of a sudden asking somebody to pay me X amount of dollars for my services, which felt like a huge, like the scariest thing ever. Right. I remember thinking in my head when I was charging for, for coaching, when I first started, like, oh my gosh, my family could never afford this. Who on earth is ever going to be able, be able to afford this? And so, of course, I had to work through those beliefs that I had around what is expensive and what's not, or how much people can afford to pay for coaching, or the belief that it's wrong to ask for money. So growing up, money was very scarce. I wasn't able to really ask my parents for money. And so then to ask complete strangers that I meet online to pay me, I had I had a lot of in, internal work to do there, right? Because I believed that it was wrong or bad where I felt guilty for asking for money. And another big one too, was this guilt around wanting more money, right? Who am I to want to make X amount of dollars when my family could really use the, the money and the support, right? So there was a lot of internal struggles and things that I went through when it comes to money stories. And um, to, to share with you, I guess, a little bit of the steps that I took to work through those, that might be helpful for listeners right now who do notice stories around money that are, that are keeping them playing small in their business. Um, awareness, of course, is key, right? Bringing awareness to what those thoughts are, noticing as they come up, right? What, what it feels like to ask somebody for money or what it feels like to charge a certain amount of dollars for your services or what it feels like when you think about does the amount of money you desire, right? What thoughts come to mind and bringing awareness to those can be really, really helpful. Another thing that was really helpful for me is looking back on my journey, my, my entire life rather, and saying, okay, what are the like biggest monumental moments that I recall when it comes to money from my childhood? And that really helped me to understand where my beliefs were at when it came to money. So for example, the one I just shared, how when I look back and I remember being in trouble or feeling just really guilty for asking for money. So I had developed this belief over time that it's wrong or bad to ask for money. And so I think looking back on your experiences in childhood and pointing out those like main money moments, if you will, that can really help you to bring awareness to where your, your current money mindset is at. And so with any thought or belief work, what's always been really helpful for me is just challenging that thought or belief and asking myself, like, is this ultimate truth? Is this true for every single human in the world? Like, is it true? Most times it's not right. And most times it's a story. And then if it's not true, you get to change it, right? You get to choose what you want to believe and what you want to tell yourself instead. Right. And so then really asking yourself, okay, what's a a new empowering thought or belief that I can, I can help myself to towards my goals with, right. Instead of this, this disempowering one, that's keeping me playing small. And of course, this is daily practice as well. This doesn't happen overnight, right? There's still money stories and whatnot that I'm working, working through to date, right? It's something, if you think about your life and the amount of time that you've been in business, it's likely that that period of time prior to your business is a lot longer. And so it's like, okay, when I look back, it's 20 something years of, me living a certain way and believing a certain thing. And then so to shift it, of course, takes time and daily efforts on doing the internal work. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like I, 
I didn't have poverty when I grew up. So when I started my business, I didn't think I'd have to like work on that. I thought, oh, I'm good on money mindset. But it's when I started asking people like, you know, to pay me a certain amount and I didn't feel like I was a good enough coach to to ask for that amount. And, you know, yeah, it took time and some some work. And of course, yeah, I'm sure every level that I get to, I'll probably have some thoughts I have to, to you know, get over. But I did get through the, the first part of it and was like, okay, I feel good at that amount. Okay, now let me raise it and, and work on the stuff that comes up there. And so it's interesting how like, even if you don't think you have a money story, you probably have a money story somewhere yeah. or, you know, like something you need to shift. So, you know, it, it's applicable to people no matter what their upbringing was, um, especially as an entrepreneur. And I think w- what other people struggle with sometimes is they think that like when they're asking for money that it's about them and and it's not always like you're providing a service Mm -hmm. so it's like actually the transformation that you're um, creating in someone's life it's not really about you I mean yes you're helping them transform um, but it's like tying those two things to you know not tying those two things together and and kind of looking at it a different way that can be helpful I totally agree and it's funny you mentioned that that's one of like the main things I coach my clients through because I think there's a lot of verbiage out there, which I don't necessarily agree with in the coaching world around charging your worth. And I think that gives you in your mind, this idea of like, okay, well, what am I worth? Like, okay, am I worth this amount? I don't know. And then if you've got these, you know, that just ties it so much to your own self-worth. And I just don't think that people are paying what you as a human are worth. I don't believe that you can put a dollar amount on yourself as a human. And so I totally agree with what you just said about how it's really what the transformation the person's going to receive is worth. Yeah. Um, so yes, I agree. With that. Totally. Yeah. Cause it's like, if you go to a dentist, like they're not like charging what they're worth. I mean, kind right. of with their accreditations and, you know, certificates and stuff, but like you're getting like a new set of teeth or whatever it is, like right. a new smile, you know, and like, that's what you're paying for. Not necessarily like them, you know? So anyway, I've loved having you on the podcast today. I've loved learning more about your story, how you've built a successful coaching business and also transformed your own money mindset in the process. So as we wrap up, where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me today. It was so awesome to be here. I'm so glad that um, we were able to do this and connect. So I hang out mostly on Instagram. So my handle, I think I gave you the links to add to the show notes, but my handle is at it's Courtney Hill on Instagram. And then I also have a podcast, which you mentioned earlier called she's limitless. So that is really all about helping you to get out of your own way and pretty much everything that we just talked about today. So um, if you enjoyed this episode, then um, I'd love to have you tune into the podcast. That's awesome. So yeah, like you mentioned, I will add those links uh, to the show notes so people can find them easily. And I want to thank you again. It was such a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me again. All right, ladies, I hope you got some good nuggets of wisdom from our conversation today. Keep dreaming, keep serving, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. I hope you're getting some good information and some inspiration to help you grow your business. If you like what you've heard and you want the support of a business coach, come on over to agathabrewer.com and schedule a free consultation with me. In this call, we'll talk about your goals for your business and see if it makes sense for us to work together. 
My one-on-one coaching program is specifically built to help new entrepreneurs like you launch and grow a successful business. This program will help you get clarity on what you want to build, create a strategic plan of action, and identify and release any mindset blocks that are standing in your way. Because building a business shouldn't be so hard. And with my support, you'll reach your goals way faster than if you try to do it all alone. So I invite you to give yourself the gift of personalized support so you can build your dream business that allows you to live the life you want and make a bigger impact on the world.